0: This is a true story about ghetto love And the shit that happened to a young nigga like, man, you heard me? Pussy, check it I met you at a fast food spot with your sister looking at my lips like you wanted me to kiss you Told me your name, and I told you, man We exchanged phone numbers, I like that Off top, you told me that you had a man And we could talk, but that's so as far as to go And I said, I understand Even though I wanted you when you knew I was waiting for this nigga to slip up So you can be my boo I had a wet dream I fucked you when you screamed my name But when I woke up All I had was some nuts stains. Your baby daddy was useless And abusive With me I treat you like it was exclusive And And even though he gave you drama Long as y'all was together You didn't holler And you knew that I was clocking dollars I was mad but it kind of turned me on In fact If I was your nigga I guess the next nigga would feel that The pussy was just calling me Every night I had to stop myself from falling G, it's like. It's like the pussy was just calling me. Every night I had to stop it. Digging in my pocket. It's like the pussy was just calling me. Every night I had to stop myself from falling gee, it's like. The pussy was just calling me. Every night I had to stop stop it. Digging in my pocket. Hello. Hey, baby. I was just wondering if you were coming over tonight. Well, I don't know, you did I got studio time all night. I got a flight tomorrow. Mac, I
1: miss you.
0: Alright, I'm Check on my it. way. The first time I hit the cat, I ain't know how to act. act. It was calling me back. back. Mm, Mama told me you no good, but you're fucking so good I'm rushing home from studio session to meet you wherever No question, telling my niggas I'ma hide at you This camouflage love every other night Got me missing flights You started stressing me in You started pressing me, but Before I can leave you alone, you started dressing me in I remember seeing hickies on your neck That wasn't mine, I was not Cali On the movie set, baby girl What about respect, you said you love, love me it. When I'm in the guts We tend to say strange things when we caught up in the nuts My nigga Fiend was telling me you don't deserve me yeah. But the niggas gonna do what he wanna do. Yeah, I'ma let this go by saying you always be a part of me. I just can't answer you when that pussy call me. And me, me, it's like the pussy I was just just calling me. You know what I'm saying? Where right. is Like, like this? Right? Call time I get like, me Yo, you reach me, baby. me a message. Girl. I oh, don't
1: stop. Don't, don't
0: stop. stop. Oh. 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 Yeah. yeah. Keep yeah. it right there. Oh. It Oh. 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 Who's a called-
2: To be the time period where it was rap a lot with Jay Prince's label that was right prior to that, like you had a lot of rap labels that were, um, you know, targeted.
3: Oh, of course, time. and murder inc as well, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. it rap quantile. You can look it up, it's you know, it, you can even see FBI files on Wu Tang, <laughs> and it's, mm-hmm. it's not. And so it, there, it was an attack, like you got Senate hearings on gangster rap on video games. It was a, an that attack on the Christian, the nuclear that. Christian family. And that was, it was like a,
1: yeah
2: um, a conservative warfare on these things because they felt like it was somehow tainting,
3: you know, the, the good
2: American nuclear family and, and obviously that wasn't the case. You know, you think back historically, they said the same thing about Elvis, they said the same thing about Motown. They said, yeah. you know, so it, it's been there. It just was the newest thing, you know? And I think in that community, you have to, to take into consideration that, you know, the uh, Grand Wizard of the KKK is a resident, still a resident there, David Duke. You know, so you have this, like, it's across the lake, but it might as well be across the world right? right? because you know, anything New Orleans, it. and it's funny because there is that stigma, you know, my, my, my girls have, my daughters have friends in, in Baton Rouge, and it's like, we're somehow like tainted or we're too city for people that are literally 75 miles away. And wow. so you have, you have that same thought process, like, oh, well, here comes these thugs across the, you know, across yeah. the lake. And so I think that's there, you know, something happens. Killing was there. I think that he was the easiest one to target. And, you know, regardless of what we, we want to think, maybe maybe it was innocent. I don't feel like it was. <laughs> but he was a big fish. You know, you have this trophy. And you think about it, within 24 hours, they had headlines on MTV and on BET and all this stuff, the quotes from the district, district attorney's office saying, if he doesn't plead guilty, we're going to make sure he gets the chair. So they had already on like done the most it, in the beginning so it's too late to back up and say oh you know that's not correct and and so they had I feel there's part of me that has always felt like you know it, it was a little too late <laughs> yeah. to say oh I'm sorry or oh you know they had they had to back it up and then stick with it I mean I guess you can give them that they'd in they'd the, the back the- and the they've been um
1: yeah, they had this, and <laughs> and the uh, the bad part about it, here comes the real shooter, right. turn himself in. So now they don't know what to do.
2: Right. They don't know how to handle. Literally, if you look
1: so at so his,
3: so what did they do about that? About because when he turned I, himself I in, they didn't, yeah, they didn't believe
2: him. They, they. didn't believe him. If you look at the um, the copies of the uh, interrogation, I guess if you will. They asked him to describe the gun that was used. He described it. As they asked him what he did with it. And then they said, Well, okay, thank you for your time. There'll be no charges yeah, they, they, And they, they didn't believe him, but they, you know. It, they said we were, we were
1: paying him to turn, to turn himself
2: in. I mean, imagine that. Oh, yeah. Life charge. You this him. is it.
3: Like, how much How much more? I mean, like, come on, who, who does that? I mean, but, uh, that's I'm like that's about like about some that's mafia fine. business. days. that yeah. just doesn't make no damn sense.
1: Exactly. exactly. And and to give him to uh, charge him initially with first degree murder. First of all, this was at a small club. Secondly, it was a fight that broke out, and um, someone shot the young man. I guess when he was fighting, but at best, it should have been a, a manslaughter, a yeah. second degree not a not a first-degree murder right first of all you know and uh, then it, that's why they found him guilty well, of manslaughter because it was a fight but they, mac wasn't involved in the fight and he was involved he, was he wasn't involved with any of yeah. it
2: uh-huh. but you know i mean
3: but yeah.
2: then you know his, not to pitch off on it but Ooh, they go like, historically that particular parish they have prided themselves on St. Tammany Parish. They have called themselves St. Saint Slamany Saint because of um, the, the, you know, their ability I to convict. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. I mean, the, the DA, it seems like they have had improvement. Um, you know, the man, uh, the gentleman from the office that was on the hearing the other day seemed to be you know, quite a change. He was kind um, and, and, you know, obviously thoughtful in, in the things that he had to say, but, Historically, um, you know, that you had this other DA who did serve federal time. um, It was like wire frauds, other things, because he had been in power for 30 years and ran unopposed all at one time. And so, uh, you know, there was memos released by the uh, advocate, a newspaper here in Louisiana. Um, where they, he was putting pressure on his prosecutor, saying we're only at 98%, we need oh to get 100 girl. And so you can only imagine working in that type of environment, like yeah. just, just kind of playing devil's advocate. You have that kind of pressure. You're going to do whatever you have to do. And yeah. whether that means sliding evidence around or convincing a jury. Slicing lyrics. You know, whatever whatever you have you to, to do a
1: lyrics, yeah. a, a lyrics against You're gonna get whatever
2: it takes. You know, you exactly if you have that type of pressure, I think that's at the point you either get desperate or get cut for most. And I I feel like that has that's a situation in a lot of places it's it has been. I mean you hear some horror stories and it's like somebody that really maybe should like you know legitimately spent a few years in prison is spending a life term because they got caught more than once or you know for something mm. like a possession charge or something like that and it's it's unfortunate you know and it's yeah you know, i it, i often wonder how people can sleep in yeah you know, i, I uh. really do i could not deal with that if i had known that i had ruined someone's life with their family in some way, you know, mm. it's, it's all simple
3: you know, of the, course, that's that, that, everyone. That's what separates good people and bad people. It, it's plain and simple lawyer, liar. They, they're all the same thing in essence, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, if, if you can be a lawyer and, and you can represent someone who who is blatantly guilty, but you're going to do your utmost to try and find loopholes to get him off. Right?
2: I had an attorney tell me one time it wasn't about guilt or innocence. It was about the best deal you can get your client. And I think that that is um, probably more accurate than those
1: cases. I've heard some lawyers uh, was prosecuted, well, not criminal lawyers. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were so sickened by that sometimes. It gets to you, I guess, after a while. Yeah,
2: I think if you. I, I guess I always kind of just question like where, where, at what point do you not care, like, or do right.
3: you? you, you I can well? get to you. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I think um, moving forward, as you say, there's there's many people, there's many advocates, there's many people who have been falsely falsely imprisoned, in, you know, twenty years, thirty years. You know, the, we can we can the names are infamous. There should be a lot more infamous, but if we can continue to apply the pressure, um, get the stories out. And and most importantly as well, outside of that, taking care, we need to start to look at rebuilding communities again, as you say, obviously the government does have a part to play in it in regards to, you know, providing structures and stuff. But communities is is based on people. It's based on culture, customs, you Um, know, how do we treat each other? You know, g- 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 back in the day, when McKinney was growing up, we knew everybody, especially the elders. They would know your mom, they would know your auntie, and you would have to address them with respect. Right. Where it's, is that now?
2: I think I think in all of this, the thing that just constantly seems to keep coming up to me is that there's a, there's a lack of human connection. Know, lack of... Um,
1: Social media
2: than that. Yeah, that too. But <laughs> but <laughs> I think that you know we we remove ourselves from um, what's what's important a lot of times. You know, and whether that is in a you know a, a job capacity where now you're looking at numbers instead of people. Whether you're a teacher and you're just trying to make sure all your kids pass, but you don't really care about you know what's why they're not passing. You know, yeah. um, I think. it it all it all goes back to the same thing we need to put more yeah, human connection and just be empathetic you you know and just like almost have a reset (laughs) just think about I I feel like you know if you can think about how you would want to be treated you know go back to the golden rule you know if you you want to be be treated treated. if you were in that situation how would you want someone and I think that um, if you, you treat you, whatever, um, I think that, that if we can all stop and have that pause, mm. things would be a lot different.
3: Definitely, definitely. I mean, the, the point in regards to teachers, they are, they play a vital role, a vital role um, in molding and shaping the youth, the malleable minds of youth. Um, and we've unfortunately, I would say, we've got sixty plus percent of those 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 people in those positions who are only in it for a paycheck. Gone are the days of having pride in your job, whether you flip burgers, whether you pick trash up, whether you teach the you know the future, you know the potential future leaders, um, movers and shakers. Um, no one really takes pride in their job anymore. It's it's just. About clocking in, clocking out, getting your money, and living your best life.
2: I, I do think I will kind of disagree with you a little bit on on teachers, and it's only because I, I do have family members that are teachers, even my grandmother and my mother. My mother was a special ed teacher for a while and she quit because she couldn't deal with the way the principal wanted her to deal with the kids because she was very attached to them. You know, they, they felt like Back in the 70s, when they put, you know, kids and treat them like animals, um, and she didn't agree with that. Um, you know, my grandmother was a teacher. My cousins actually got another cousin that is a high school teacher you know, high school. And you know, that being said, you know, there are there are good educators. Um, I don't know that they are necessarily supported the way they need to be. Um, you know, I know. Discussions with my cousin, she's not ever had anything that she needed to fully really support the students. She's come out of her own pocket in a lot of cases, and when you're dealing with that and you're making a minimal amount of money for a thankless job, it's very tough. And I think that even on the flip side, as parents, we have to do better. You know, we, we expect these teachers gonna to say that, yeah, these teachers to perform miracles. And now Sometimes the pandemic, no are yeah, babysitters. they're expecting <laughs> them to be babysitters and now we're feeling the front of it That's right with our children at home in a lot of That's cases. Right. You know. It, it's, you know, and How's I want to say that you took the word <laughs> out of my mouth. Parents need to step up. We need to step up. But it's, mm-hmm. it, I think you do, you know, there are, you do have people, you have people that graduate college and that's the only job they can get. Well, I'm going to be a teacher for a couple of years and put it mm. on my resume. But yeah. you do honestly have people that love these kids. Yes. And want, if you don't go into that profession and stay in it and for forever. But unfortunately, you deal with things like teaching the test. Like you have a lot of pressures there too, to make mm-hmm. sure that your kids are achieving those scores, but they're not really, you know, what are they really learning? And then, you know, if you don't have the things that you need to support these kids, it makes it very difficult, you know? And it's, um, it, and in a lot of cases, like even within the charter, the charter system here, um, you have it's almost like an executive level, Putting pressure on these teachers for these things, you know, create miracles in abnormal circumstances. So it's, it's, you know, again, it it takes a village. Yeah. (laughs) You need to step up. We need to have more understanding and and just take the weight off of other people sometimes. You know, to make things better
3: agreed agreed and you did you do raise some good points i mean you, that is 100 percent correct so I, I didn't uh, expect the same thing would apply over in america but the same the, the same things that you've just highlighted in regards to teachers um well principals boards expectations and pressures on teachers um and them not having well lack of physical supplies so every week they're out purchasing stuff this is insanity again this yeah. this then leads on to, you know, not being able to provide a real good education. And then we then move down the line, you don't necessarily get a good job, or you don't even want a job, you just want to do something else, potentially illegal, and then we fall into that 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 industrial yeah. complex. Right.
2: And I and I think, you know, it's a lot of it is very intentional, unfortunately. I mean, you, you look at um, There was a high school that when I was in high school did not have air conditioning. I'm 42 years old. They still don't. (laughs) Wow. That is insane to me. Like, you know, it's hot there. It's like 100 degrees in August.
1: I was
3: going to say,
2: I mean, it's like under those conditions, what do you expect? I wouldn't want to be in school. I don't know about you, but I can find other things to do. Or if I'm worried about how my family is going to eat at night, yeah. or how, you know, whether whatever, it's it, it, the support has to start early on. Preventative programs have to start early on. Whether it's, it's middle well, counseling illness. need yeah. to be um,
1: maybe the, the school system need to yeah. they have a counselor they, counselor they may have one or two maybe, right. but maybe they should have more and they should have some type of parenting program for, right. for um in some schools through counseling, you know right. what I mean? Because teachers can't counsel, babysit, blah, 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 and then, then expect
2: to expect, then to expect, to expect doesn't, it It doesn't go together. Some children are
1: easy, that's just the way it is. Yeah. My kids, yeah. not to brag, they were pretty easy. Mm. But I do know, and I do have friends with kids struggling, and. Uh, and they, they, they just didn't just know what to do. You know, they had to either stay home and try to take care of them or pay for some type of counseling, I mean, uh, outside help for their children, yes. So it is, it's
2: it, it just never it, is. It never ends, it, and it's a, a difficulty as a parent too, if you are worried about making ends. And you and you're maybe like a single parent. A lot of that stuff is, it's, it's a lot, you know. It's not that you don't care about your kid or put them first, but you know, it's a lot to juggle, and I think that that is too. Where people tend to slip through, you know. Again, if we it takes a village. <laughs> so
3: it's it's a cliche, but it's so so true. I mean, I, it I, is true. growing up, I heard that and used to think, hmm, it's a, that's a nice little saying of sorts. I, I kind of get it, but don't really get it. But as I've grown older um i, I, you I really see it. yeah most definitely mm. and i see the effects of that village not being there that it, it, it things are so so different as i say the, the, the common courtesy and respect of seeing someone who is old and new and opening the door for them you know just the basic things like helping an old lady across the road i don't see people doing that no more it's, it's when I was
1: coming up, I was I was raised in the sixties and seventies, and it, it was a village.
2: Yeah, it, it, it really
1: was a village. Yeah. We I mean, couldn't do anything in the neighborhood. You, without you need
2: to help. Everybody, everybody to knowing help. Everybody. Yeah. Yes. But everybody knows. Yes.
1: <laughs> they they whipped us in school. They did. They, yeah. they beat us for a pattern They they whipped. Us. Mm.
3: Corporal punishment. I I, I think that the, in junior school. Um, was the last time they had um, they gave corporal punishment, and we used to get the cane, the cane or the slipper.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It's yeah. it it's it's. Some people will think will say of a of I guess I would say of a a younger generation. Some of an older generation don't necessarily agree with corporal punishment, but it's it it's it's a deterrent, isn't it? Ultimately, it's a deterrent. Yeah.
1: If you've done it, something, I don't agree with it either, but. But at the same time, I um, do you know that that generation, my generation, yeah, what fear? you call us, the uh,
2: baby boomers.
3: Baby boomers, that's, that's it.
2: Had a, had a, they had a good fear. The fear we had a fear <laughs> of <to> old people. <laughs> we had a fear
1: of teachers, old people. Oh, my God.
3: Very different days we're living in. Very, Very different, different days. Day. And you know, as I say, trustfully, the story, the experience, can be a lesson to so so many, and and is I would say is a lesson. I'm pretty sure you've had so much feedback and emails and you know DMs etc. That yes. so, you know, so you yes. you know that the 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 power um, and the exposure um, that your son and husband has has and, yes. and 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 still has even though it's been 21 darn years
1: that's right that's right and i i believe when i first started telling his story i knew that i would be able to i would be able to do that because because mag have a fan base and um so, I knew it would be a little bit easier for me to get out there and tell his story and um, and maybe fight for his cause. Um, so uh, you know I had an advantage I, I did have an advantage in that way.
3: Mm. so yeah. move, so moving for well before we move forward i you know I've got to say rise in paradise to the poor little youngster. You know, who, whose life was taken 21 years ago, and God knows what they're. they're, they're I mean, their, their family has thought what, what do they think now, um, in, in regards to this? Do, do they kind of do they, do they, do they still think Mac is the, the, the person that should be in jail, or do they have they seen the evidence and think, well, you know, that that don't make no sense kind of thing? You haven't got the, the guilty person.
1: I I don't know what the what the uh, the victim family is thinking right now. To be
2: honest with you, okay. Um, I honestly, they don't know. I mean, this, this is a situation where I, I feel like any wrongful conviction that the victim, you know, especially the victim's family and the person incarcerated are—they're all victims. Um, yes. You never find that. You never find that justice. And, you know, I, I can't imagine losing a child. And mm-hmm. my heart you know, goes out to them. I can't imagine as a, yeah. a parent going through that pain, you
3: know.
2: Yeah. And then the kind of the wonderings of what could this person have been, or, you know, mm-hmm. all, all of this, the emotion that it, it must be staying for them. Um, you know, but on the flip side, it's like, there's so many victims in these situations because you have the the person that committed the crime, you know, in this case, whether it was an accident or not, um, there's never any justice, you know, and and a lot of things, a lot of times you may have like a situation where, you know, it might be like rape or the wrong person has gone on to to prison and you still have that person out there. And it's, um, I think it's an, an incredible, emotional. T- everyone across the board, and you know, I, we can't speak. Um, you know, the victim's family. Um, you know, our own heart always goes out to them because you know, they they did lose their, their son, and yeah. it's unfortunate. And it's just, I, I feel like with this, uh, you know, we're we're able to. Balance, <laughs> balance, karma that in, in making things right and just, you know. Yeah. Just help
1: so. I guess the, the the main thing for me is that the victim's family they then get justice. The right person is not in prison for this crime, and that kind of breaks my heart more than anything. I just. It would have just some type of justice. You know, maybe they believe mag thing in prison is justice, but it's really not. They, they haven't had their justice yet. And and maybe one day they will, I don't know,
2: but it's it's had an incredible impact, you know, over the years I've um, spoken with different people that were there that night. Yep. And it you know there there was one young lady that was actually Interviewed by the Louder louder Than a Riot. Um, um, She was there. No one would listen to her. They, you know, they turned her away. They didn't bring her statement. And, you know, this many years later, it still has affected her. She moved out of the state. She did not, she has two, you know, black sons, and she Mm. did not want to raise them in this environment. And it's affected the way that she used everything. Like, if it could happen to somebody like McKinley, yeah, nobody wanted to hear that he didn't do it. You know, so it, she felt like it had like shut her voice down, shut her truth down, mm-hmm. and it skewed the way that she's used this. The and that's, yeah, the justice system, like, mm-hmm. just truth in general, like, just being able to speak your truth and being able to have someone hear you Mm. is so important. And these people didn't want to hear the truth. And it affected her. There's so many, you know, people that were there, like his brother, his parents, his, you know, aunts, all of these people that knew that this was wrong. You know, they're they're victims in a way too. Because it's um you know, it it just it, it weighs on you. It weighs on you and it's and that's unfortunate. And you know, hopefully this you know, changed. Like I don't want to say made right. Because it's not yet, <laughs> mm. but you know, in, in some way, it'll
3: alleviate some of that. It was an inconvenient truth, Angelique. Right. That, that's yeah. what it was. It didn't fit the yeah. narrative. You know. Right. Money so, was was right. was the was the motive and was was the only sort of thing in play. Not not justice.
2: Right. 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 Right.
3: Has there is there plans to bring charges against the police?
2: You, you can't <laughs> in this situation. If it was a, a matter of he was exonerated and they could prove his innocence, like, um, you know the, the state. And this is very telling wrongful convictions, the restitution for it is capped at two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So <laughs> I think it's like thirty thousand a year. Two hundred fifty thousand. That's what you know. And, and when you look at it in perspective of some of these people who are incarcerated for something they did for forty years. Yeah. Their life, and there was one gentleman I know they released a few years ago. He he got his money finally. And he died the next year of cancer, oh. and you know it, it was like. He didn't have the opportunity to enjoy freedom, you know. And then, uh, you know, they, these things are out there, but that—trust me, there's there's things put in place where <laughs> you can't you can't just do it, you know. And and I think that that's one reason. Um, it's not about the money. It's not about suing. It's about making a difference to this well, that to somebody
3: else yeah that was my my, my sentiment not, not necessarily for for financial recompense to 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 make a change to, to make sure this kind of foolishness will, will not take place again
2: right
3: Unf- uh, unfortunate good let's let's move to some some more lights now let's move to some more lights july Ooh. the 30th july 30th is someone's special day isn't it um, yes nice birthday exactly you know it's it's soon but it isn't soon but let's you know let's see if we can we can you know send some prayers to the most high and you know he can put some things in place so we can be home for that day yeah, for, for,
1: his for his birthday that would be wonderful
2: yeah. my <laughs> that'd be a great and you would probably think that was like a, it'd be hard to top that one as a right. this right. is it <laughs> what are you gonna get me this year <laughs> freedom last year
3: <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely so without giving too much away what can we expect um from mac when he's um when he's free are we? Is he? Is he potentially? Because you mentioned he was still heavy into the um, helping, do music and that kind of stuff, and he had a bands, and he was doing the keyboards and things. So, are we gonna potentially hear the Camouflage Assassin uh, again? to?
1: Maybe. You
2: know, it, time will tell. You know, time will tell. It's. Um, I think. You know, he you when you can't get music out of the system. So he'll mm-hmm. be involved. In, some aspects you know, what what that aspect is is totally up to him yes time out, you know it's one of those things where yeah, he he has lots of plans you know but it, it, at the same time it's like plans versus reality are always
3: indeed well, I, do
2: know,
1: I, I do know he spoke about putting a band together
2: yeah he did,
1: he did because yeah. um i have um uh, I had besides Mac. How many more? Three. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Mama. Three of my kids Three are musicians. musicians. Besides Mac,
2: four. No.
1: Top? Yeah, four. four. Yeah. No. Yeah. She's got a lot of kids. I had six. So. <laughs> well, anyway, they were talking about putting a band together because my my youngest son is a trombone player. Um, my second youngest son is uh, a saxophone player my daughter she's a vocalist and um, I have another daughter that she plays instruments but she mainly do uh, producing mm. and um, so and I have we have we're mu- musical family and I have a cousin that's a pretty popular drummer here in the city so they have been you know maybe throwing that idea around about each one of these each one of them have their own uh, I wouldn't say their own band, but they're playing in different bands. One of my youngest son do have his own band. He traveled with... uh,
2: People Museum. Yeah, People Museum.
1: People People (laughs) Museum is is my son Jeremy's band. And they're releasing a new album. And they're releasing a new (laughs) album. Okay.
2: He
1: he also toured with uh, uh, Beyonce's sister, um, Solange, Solange, Mm -hmm. um, on her last project she had. Excellent. So he's been, yeah, he's been soaring and playing mm-hmm. with a lot of different people. Yeah, yeah they're doing people. the thing. His yeah. sister Tiffany was yeah. in a, a
3: reggae band um, called Higher Heights. Yeah. They're extremely
2: talented. They're all, it's, it's amazing, like how the entire
3: family. <laughs> uh, we'll be very <laughs> interested to hear some dance. of that reggae yeah. stuff. Please do, Angelique, yeah. send me a link mm-hmm. of that if but, you can. Yeah
1: yeah you can look at well she's not performing at this moment because she, she had two kids but you can probably google online you'll probably see some of her some of her, her
2: uh,
1: performance of yeah. uh, yeah. Tiffany Phipps okay
3: Tiffany. well I will make sure I put links below to all, everything we've just dis- okay, that, okay. that we've discussed okay links will be below in the in the yeah, description. But-
1: yeah, Jeremy would definitely you could definitely go with him. Yeah. So he's still performing.
2: They're really impressive
3: too. I can imagine. I, to think
2: I... New album I gotta I gotta keep plugging it for him.
3: Come on, what's the album? What's the new album? What's the name of it?
2: The, their band is called People Museum.
1: The band is called People, People Museum. Museum. I'm not sure the name of the band. But we'll
2: okay. give that to you.
3: Yes, but again.
1: people
3: museum. Yeah. Yes. All the links will be below, along with the. I'll even put this. I'll put the social medias on there as well for y'all. You know, you know I mean? <laughs> So I, as I say, I can see, I can see nothing but um, smiles and happiness moving forwards. Um, we can finally close the the chapter on this uh, this rocky periods um, in in yeah. all your lives. <laughs>
2: a few more a few more blocks to go right we're almost yeah. there
3: right. <laughs> so. that's it we we can see the apex of the light getting a lot bigger yes. now at least right so right. nothing but success love light. uh trustfully we're gonna you know here here potentially see you know maybe a book come in maybe you know uh a life story kind of thing. I can just see so much potential and so much opportunity with them. He's been throwing.
1: he been tossing all those ideas. I can imagine. He- yeah,
3: definite, definite. I'll put it out there as well and see. See, you know what I can do behind <laughs> behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: We'll answer
3: it with only time to tell. Yes. <laughs> totally. Totally. Very true. Very true. Um, thank you very much, ladies, for um, for, for giving yes. us this update. Thank um, you. Is there anything else that you want to um, to impart or, or or to say?
1: No, I just want to thank you for allowing us to do this interview. I appreciate it. And, and um, I had a
2: good
3: time, really. I did,
2: too thank you so much thank you to the listeners and you know, we'll keep you updated and we appreciate
3: you you're most welcome from birmingham uk to the uh, the wonderful land in america <laughs> louisiana the state you know we we have much love and looking forward to the to the release um As I say, I will make sure I put links below. Make sure you go and follow all of those links, subscribe, like, comment, and most definitely share. Thanks for taking the time to tune into CFR Network